Okay, Kevin. Now, uh, you know, we're going to do this this new episode of TNN Week Saws. We haven't done it in a while, and and you promised me that you'd set up the breaking news bulletin sound, so we can go ahead and use that in the beginning. Big movie, Kevin Nash. Are we good to go? Johnny, you know I'm always good to go. I've got the breaking news sound ready to go. All right. Well, let's do this thing live to tape, per usual. Go ahead and hit it. All right. Here we go. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, Presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States. God damn it, Kevin. This is Dan from Burlington, Vermont, and I'm tuning in to the new TNN. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the audio faux pas of big movie Kevin Nash. He's been removed from the premises. But welcome to what I think is just the very second episode of TNN Week Sauce. You know, where I just kind of talk about uh, what's been going on with old Johnny C and what have you as it relates to things that we like to talk about, like movies and wrestling and all those shenanigans. I'll tell you what, folks, um, this one is very movie-centric, but... You know, in case that has scared you away because you're primarily a wrestling content fan, I advise you, you really need to stick around for the last segment we talk about on this show because we are going to announce a very special endeavor, no pun intended, that we are going to be launching here on the new TNN very, very shortly that I think will get everyone a little bit excited. So, yay for that, but... The first thing I want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, is that after this episode drops, uh, the the, the feed, the new TNN, will be on a brief hiatus uh, so I can go on vacation for a little bit. Not that anyone's really clamoring or, you know, wondering about uh, my personal life, but uh, just in case the show or the feed doesn't get updated with new content for a little bit, well, it's because I'm on vacation, and I'm sorry. What are you going to do about that? I'll tell you what the worst fucking thing is, though. I came to a very tragic realization not too long ago as I was looking at my flight itinerary, and I was like, wait a minute. Wait wait just a minute. Uh, that's the day I fly out, and then I get back. Oh, no. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I realized that the very day that I travel to my destination is the same day that I could see The Flash in theaters, which means I'm going to have to survive an entire week of avoiding Flash spoilers. It has been hard enough as is because every fucking entertainment news outlet that I follow, uh, you know, or take a look at every day keeps, you know, you know, all the headlines like, hey, this is what happens in the Flash. Hey, the ending that they actually attach to the Flash is here. Hey, do you want to know who cameos in the Flash? Hey, and I'm like, no, I don't want to know. Stop fucking tempting me. 
Because I'm not going to go see a movie on vacation. There's too many too many moving parts involved to get the time to do that. So I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm kind of bummed about that. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying... I mean, hey, look, I, if you listen to Cutman, you know that The Flash is a movie that I was most anticipating all summer. If nothing else, because it, it's been like four or five years since it's been in production. And... Uh, I just kind of want to see how it ends. Plus, it's my last go with Affleck as Batman, I'm assuming. So, anywho. But that's that's just something. Woe is me, I guess. Woe is me. But I want to talk about some movies this go-around on TNN Week Sauce. Uh, three movies, specifically, that I have viewed over this last week. All right? All of them for the very first time. Um, and some recent releases, but... You know, if I'm going to talk spoilers and like that, I'm not going to talk overt spoilers, but well, I'll warn you when we get there. So, ladies and gentlemen, a movie I watched for the very first time recently is not a new release. And I'm all, after watching this film, I'm almost ashamed to admit that I'd never seen it before. But I, I clearly, I'm admitting I've never seen it before. And thanks to Max, our friends over at Max, formerly known as HBO Max, I randomly, one night, when it was starting to kick in, decided, let's take a look at what Max has on. And I watched, for the very first time, 1984's, I believe, Footloose, starring, of course, one of the Avengers, Kevin Bacon. Now, I'm not here to give a full-on dissertation on Footloose, but holy shit, how did I live on this earth for 40 years and not watch Footloose? I... I gotta tell ya, I enjoyed this movie quite a fucking bit, okay? Uh, There is, there are so many interesting things about this movie, uh, but I did make a little list that I'm going to talk about now, and you know, hopefully if you, first of all, if you've never seen Footloose, um... I mean, Jesus, I don't, you know what, fuck this, I can't, I'm not going to give you spoiler warnings for a 40-year-old movie, I'm just going to talk about it, okay, deal with it, um, but, but like I said, first time watching, didn't really know what to expect, except, except I knew the general spine, like I knew the outline about, the general premise about Footloose, the first thing that really came to me, Kevin Bacon's character, number one, he's a badass, number two, he dresses like a boss, But the first big point I wanted to talk about, it's actually point number A on my little list here. The character's name is Ren. R-E-N. Which is totally fine. I actually really fucking like it. So, is J.J. Abrams a massive fan of Footloose? Because Kylo Ren, right? I mean, they never really talk, because obviously Kylo Ren's real name is Ben Solo. Oh yeah, we're talking about Star Wars now, by the way. Uh, and it's always made sense to me where he got the first part of his Knights of Ren name. So so he acquires the surname Ren, because he becomes the leader of the Knights of Ren. Okay, that's fine. But it made sense that Kylo is his first name, because it's a combination of Skywalker and Solo. Kylo. And that's fine. Totally fine. And, of course, Ren, because he's the leader of the Knights of Ren. But did J.J. Abrams name them the Knights of Ren? Because he is a massive Footloose fan. Because I've only heard the name Ren three times in my life. One, Footloose. Two, Ren and Stimpy. And three, the Knights of Ren. So, I I don't know. 
I guess you could be a huge Ren and Stimpy Stimpy, you idiot. I am a big fan of Powdered Toast Man. Uh, I had this sweet comic, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man vs. Powdered Toast Man, that I had when I was a kid. Man, I wish I still had that thing. What if it's available on Comixology? Comixology, of course, is available to all listeners of the new TNN. Just enter promo code NEWTNN for a 0% discount. We all know I'm famously a Comixology whore. But yeah, I just... The Knights of Red. I don't know. I could be dead wrong, but I could be on to something. And maybe J.J. Abrams has even admitted this. I didn't Google it or anything. Or I could be completely fucking wrong. Point number B. Okay? There is a scene in this film where Kevin Bacon's Ren plays tractor-based chicken with, like, the evil boyfriend of Ariel, who's the main female lead. Ariel, of course, the name of the Little Mermaid. I wonder if they got her from Footloose. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. But they they play chicken with tractors, okay? Now, this scene, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely amazing because... As at its core, as I'm watching it, it feels like that gag from the first Austin Powers movie where he's on the steamroller and he's about to run over the guy and the guy's like, no! And then they pull out and they're actually quite far away from one another and the steamroller is going quite slow so the gentleman could easily get out of the way if he wanted to. Because, and I know it's kind of the point, but when, they, when the shot pulls out and, and shows them inching towards one another, they're going so slow. But also, the holding out for a hero song is playing. This soundtrack is amazing, by the way. But I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero to the mountain last. I love this song. I kind of hate when it shows up in movies now. But I felt so cool having, like, this is the original holding out for a hero moment. Like, I first. Heard the song in Short Circuit 2 in like 1987, but this is it. This is where the song comes from. And I felt really fucking blessed, which is a word I don't like to use, but I felt really fucking awesome watching the original Holding Out for a Hero scene. Sure, it was comical because they were inching towards one another, but I kind of dug it. They thought it was very entertaining. Uh, Point C. This film is rampant with teen suicide attempts. Which, look, obviously it's a, it's a problem in the real world. And at, at, at any time, any place, it's a problem. It's just one of those things I'm watching and I'm like, oh, that wouldn't happen today. No, oh, that wouldn't happen today. There'd be some sort of fucking online controversy about it because, you know, God forbid we touch on sensitive issues uh, in our art. Uh, that's something I'm absolutely not in favor of. Like, I get um, why you might... Uh, war like I'm totally a, well actually I'm of two minds about this As Netflix does this uh, they'll put up a warning like warning contains depictions of suicide before you watch something and then I'm like motherfucker now I know that some character is going to attempt suicide and judging by how the characters act you can usually pick out who it is pretty obviously and so I'm like, great, you just spoiled this for me, and I don't appreciate that, because that's a turn maybe you wouldn't see coming. But now I'm just watching the entire episode waiting for someone to attempt suicide. But then on the flip side, like, decades back when they started adding specific content warnings to ratings, like, you know, uh, Indiana Jones' The Dial of Destiny is rated PG-13 for intense action violence and depictions of tobacco. You know, uh, I'm... I. It's like... 
But if you put it there, it's still the same problem, okay? So I don't know what the solution is. Just don't spoil the movie for me, you know? Don't do that. But it is quite fascinating to see a film with this blatant uh, viewpoint on teenage suicide attempts just put right out there in the open, and it's not casual. The film takes times to takes the time to deal with it to a certain extent, but then... It also kind of falls by the wayside casually, which is such an 80s thing to do. Uh, it's also rampant with domestic abuse. Not only does uh, Ariel's, like, fuck buddy beat the shit out of her, uh, but John Lithgow slaps her around as well. John Lithgow, of course, from, you know, John Lithgow from Progresso Soup. Uh, he, he plays her dad, the, the, the priest or the preacher or the, the church that outlaws dancing. <laughs> I don't know. It was just very casual domestic abuse dropped in. Uh, speaking of John Lithgow's character, point number E. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, the the issues brought up in this film are unfortunately contemporary and prescient to today's modern time. Uh, between the outlawing of things like dancing and uh, burning of books, uh, by our community officials and school boards and, and local politicians. I found something eerily right now about the film Footloose, and that is very sad. Although, flip side, it's a great example of how you should continue to fight for what's right, if that's what you're coming to a movie for. Uh, I'm not necessarily looking for that, because it, but you know, it does reinforce that, like, hey, all you people out there, you know, Footloose. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Well, hold on, how much time do you have? Because I have to go to a book party. Just a few, just another moment, sir. You love the movie Footloose. Oh, I love the movie Footloose. Yeah, you know, the, 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 Kevin Bacon was right, right? Yeah, yeah, I love Kevin Bacon and Footloose. Yeah, you still you still gonna go to that burning book rally? You know, because there's a gay poem. Yeah, yeah, gotta burn that book. Okay, I think you might have misread Footloose, my friend. But you go to that school board meeting. Come on right ahead, it's fine. Uh, point number F, even though she's barely in the film, Diane Weist, who plays the mom, is the MVP of this movie. She's acting circles around everyone. And, of course, Diane Weist is a badass. So that's not a surprise to anyone. Uh, point number G, song on this soundtrack that plays with Kevin Bacon's trying to teach Chris Penn how to dance. Let's hear it for the boy. Let's hear it for the man. So I got to that scene, and that scene's great. I love a montage with a rockin' 80s tune. But I turned off the movie for like an hour. Because that song comes from this movie. But I've heard that song in, I'm assuming, countless movies set to different montages. And I stopped watching Footloose for like an hour trying to remember... What other movie I've heard that song in? I tried Google searching. I tried all kinds of shit. And every result was just like, Footloose, Footloose, because that's where it comes from. So, new TNN podcast listeners, if you can pinpoint the song, Let's Hear It For The Boy, and can provide me with like a list of movies that it appears in, or even if you just know one, hit me up on Twitter at C T H E J O N N I E S E A or... You can email the show, because we now have an email address, which is going to play into our final discussion, the new TNN podcast at gmail.com. Help me figure out, let's hear it for the boy, where I've heard it before. And finally, 
Point number H, probably the most important part of this entire discussion. The scene in the middle of the movie where uh, the Avenger, Ren, or fucking Kevin Bacon, needs to get some steam out and he performs the gymnastics routine. How awesome is that shot where he does the flip and they replay it like seven times? Footloose is amazing and absolutely now one of the best films I've seen in quite some time. Let's hear it for Footloose! Yeah! I know! I'm like 39 years late to the discussion about Footloose, but here I am, damn it, and Footloose rules. This also happened to be months ago with Roadhouse, which I'm not prepared to discuss, but how awesome is fucking Roadhouse? It's another movie I watched for the first time in 2023, man. Roadhouse! Footloose! Yeah! Alright, so, uh, also, <clears throat> Johnny C, uh, was proud to be invited to an advanced screening uh, of Transformers Rise of the Beast. And by invited, I mean I saw that, uh, one was happening a couple days before the movie came out in my local area, and I fucking went to it, and I paid for it! So I guess I invited my fucking self. Now, no spoilers here, okay? I, I would not dare spoil specific items in a movie that just came out. But uh, I got another alphabetical list for you in case you were wondering my thoughts on the movie, and uh, here we go. So A, it's not the best Transformers movie, okay? I, I think Bumblebee is probably a little bit better because it actually like matters in terms of like I feel for Haley Steinfeld and her fucking teenage problems and the Bumblebee. You know, it's like E.T., but with Bumblebee. Bumblebee, I'll be right here. This is Optimus Prime telling you where I'll be, Bumblebee. So, take care of Haley Steinfeld. Make sure she enters the Spider-Verse and teams up with Hawkeye. My name is Optimus Prime, and I send this message to all Linkin Park fans around the world. The dude killed himself... And Lincoln Park is gone. What I've done? Wait, what? So, but, you know, it's not the best one. I also think the first Transformers movie, amongst all of its flaws, kind of has some charm to it. Shia LaBeouf in that first one's a lot funnier than I thought he would be because I didn't know what to expect at the time. And it sort of still carries that majesty of being the first Transformers movie. Now, B, not Bumblebee. B, bro? Bro, this is NXT hopeful K. Diego. Are we talking about Bumblebee? No, item number B. It's also not the worst Transformers movie at all. So that's good. Like, it's not... Like, if you... Like, if you... If I did a numeric ranking, I'd give it a solid, like, six and a half or seven. Okay? But... There are specific reasons why. So C, for some reason, even though we're far removed from the awful final two Bay Transformers films. I mean, those two are awful. The second one's awful. One and three, it's like your mileage might vary. And I do think it does. I'm I'm by no way defending, you know, but at the same time, we can all agree that two, four, and five are practically unwatchable. But for some reason... Transformers Rise of the Beast still follows the spine of what Transformers movies are. Like, random humans get caught up in scenario XYZ, and and we have to find the MacGuffin to stop an ancient cyber... Like, I just... Come on, man! Figure out... There's a different way to do this. Like, again, this movie's all about humans locating a Transformers artifact. 
Like, I just, uh... But, D, this film contains the least amount of human characters that are vital to the story, and I would dare say the human characters are the most interesting of all the human characters that have ever been teamed up with the Transformers, so that's good, because if you have to have them, because for some reason these Transformers films still think that they have to have human characters, like, why can't we just get a Transformers movie that takes place on another planet where it's just the robots the entire time? I mean, it could be live action and still be CG. Just use real environments. You know? Like, there's a scene where the uh, Maximals are in like a, a are on like a planet of just nature. I mean, you could do it. You could do it. Just do photorealistic backgrounds. Anywho. Uh, but the human characters aren't too bad. And then E. You know, by introducing Maximals and talking a little bit more about the Autobots and the Autobots, you know, we've got RC, who's the female Autobot, and we do give a little bit of lip service to how uh, there are many planets across the galaxy where uh, Energon creates autonomous transformer beings, and it kind of, kind of helps me understand that the Transformers are kind of just as random as humans are. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a, there's always a debate, not always a debate, listen to this, but it's like, well, there, RC's a female Transformer. And it's like, she's the only one that, you know, we ever really, she's not the only one in canon. But what I'm saying is, it's like, okay, so there's, is she the only one? You know, it's like, everybody else is a, is a male Transformer. And it's like, no, when a Transformer is born, uh, and this is just, this is me really reaching. But, like, when Energon sparks machine parts to come together to form a Transformer, you could get a John Wayne general like Optimus Prime. You could get a funky dancer like Bumblebee. Or you could get a lady like RC. You could get a lady who's a drill sergeant. You get, like, a female Optimus Prime. Or there's a Wheeljack, I think, it in this movie. It has glasses. You could get a fucking Transformer who's born of Energon and mechanics and there's not enough parts for the eyes. And you have to have robot glasses, because fucking Wheeljack has robot glasses. But, you know, instead of just doing stupid for stupid's sake, like, uh, I don't know, like, why does the John Goodman Transformer have a giant beard of metal? Well, because it makes the character aesthetic, you know, what they want it to be. But this movie kind of explains that, you know, there are all types of different beings that can be made from Energon and mechanized parts. And so I appreciate that. Point F, the action was absolutely watchable, and the camera was not close up to the uh, robots as they fought, which is what Michael Bay did, so kudos on that. Uh, G, minor spoiler, this movie is a secret Mega Man movie. Alright? You know how much Johnny C loves him some Mega Man. Just watch it, and you'll see really made me believe we can fucking get a Mega Man movie. It's It could happen. And <clears throat> last, certainly not least, letter H. What this movie sets up. I mean, I, I'm here for it. I'm not going to say what it is. I can't. Uh, you could Google it if you really want to know and you don't care about spoilers. But I, I never thought that I wanted it. Well, first of all, I never wanted it. I never thought that I needed it. I never thought I cared about it. But now that it's facing me as a as a reality, I'll pay the tin mission price and go see it. Why the fuck not? I mean, there are a lot 
worse ideas? I can't think of... Okay, the 21 Jump Street Men in Black was a bad idea. Uh, that never got made. But I don't know. We'll see. We will see what happens and if anything comes of it. But, you know, a solid 6.5 out of 7 for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Uh, it was not worth an entire episode of Junk Man. Uh, so it gets the weak sauce treatment. And, and the last thing I want to talk about uh, before we get into the big announcement that will change the new TNN entertainment forever as we know it, as Eric Bischoff might say, is I recently watched Fast X as it's already available to be viewed at home uh, because the box office returns have been dreadful compared to uh, other installments. Now, there are some spoilers here. Nothing that hasn't already been spoiled by, like, entertainment news outlets like the weekend this fucking movie came out. Actually, it was a couple days before they spoiled the big reveals at the end. So, I guess buyer beware? But this movie was just as dumb as I fucking expected. However... I would watch a movie with Jason Momoa playing this Dante character all day. Like, this man is having so much fun, and it is the only reason to watch this movie. Now, I don't like the fast movies at all, okay? And I would give this movie like a 3 or a 4 out of 10 if I had to put a numeric value to it, okay? But Jason Momoa's character, this guy's having himself a blast and it absolutely shows. And, and honestly, it's the only reason I wanted to say a goddamn thing about this entire movie. is just to say that I watched Fast X and Jason Momoa fucking rules. And if you do, if you're on the fence about Fast X because you're like, oh god, I don't know. Like, I've seen all of them. Actually, I've never seen Tokyo Drift. But, you know, I don't like watching them. Well, I'll watch them and be like, oh jeez, this is ridiculous. I'll have a little bit of fun. But I... I I can't not see them. You know, there's such a part of, like, pop culture cinema that, like, I, I can't just ignore it. You know? I just can't do it. Like, I've seen all the Twilight movies. Because I, I just couldn't ignore it. Like, you kind of have... You gotta, you gotta become a part of it, dude. And, you know, make your own judgments. I'm not saying get swept up in it and love it because everybody else loves it. No! But it's something... I like to experience it. I like popcorn cinema, and, you know, when some big phenomenon catches on, I'll give it, you know, my 10 cents, or what have you. Um, but here's your spoilers, you know, the, the two characters are back. All right, so if you know what I'm talking about, you can relax and just keep listening. If not, you know, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but, you know, Gal Gadot is back from the dead, somehow. Eh, whatever. I'm sure they'll figure out an insane way to mention it. I just, and that's another thing, too, like, you got to... You gotta be a part of this. You gotta, you gotta get swept up in the nonsense soap opera stuff. Of like, really? That's what they came up with? It's, it's sort of a tell for like the power of writing in Hollywood. Like, let's see what they come up with. The Rock is back, obviously. And here's my, here's my big problem with The Rock coming back. Aside from the fact that his character is just annoying and he's kind of really annoying at this point. And I guess there's another big spoiler here. Now that I'm thinking about this. So, another big spoiler for Fast X. So, I don't know what to tell you. You're not missing anything. How do you bring The Rock back in the same movie that you kill off John Cena's character? Hopefully.
Hopefully John Cena's character is not dead. If for nothing else in Fast 11 or Fast X2 or whatever the fuck they end up calling it, we can get The Rock and John Cena on screen together. Maybe they could bring in Roman Reigns from Hobbs and Shaw. I actually haven't seen that one either. I just know Roman's in it. So I just, it's such a bummer. It's like, oh, Rock and Cena, you know, once in a lifetime again. But you know, I don't know. And, 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 and that's not a reason to change the plot of your movie. But still, it's just such a bummer. There's too much potential there. All right, enough Fast X. Let's get on to the to the reason we're all here. The big announcement. So as I mentioned earlier, we've recently opened a Gmail account. Oh man, we had to we had to fill out a lot of forms, dude. We had to get the lawyers involved, and we had to make sure that all the paperwork was lined up, and all the T's were dotted, and the J's were crossed, dude. But finally, the new TNN's got an email address. It's the new TNN podcast at gmail.com. Again, all one word, figure it out. It's 2023. You haven't fucking figured it out how, how to understand and interpret an email address. You got bigger problems. The new TNN podcast at gmail.com. Now, why is this important. Well, I suppose that's up to you, folks. Because when I return from vacation, we are going to have some listener request episodes. That's right. We're going to place two of our cornerstone shows at your control and and the new program that we're going to be launching when we return from vacation. So, Let's talk about the rules of listener request and how to make your voice heard. It's really simple. Very, very simple. You just have to send us an email with your request. Now, you can request one item for each show. So we're going to tell you what three shows you can request, and you can request one for each in your email. Please, no multiple submissions. And once I've collected everything... We are going to go ahead and pull all of the choices out of the hat. And we'll have the topics for the three shows that we're going to be discussing. Now, judging from my calendar here, it looks like I will be back. So let's let's say this. Let's say we're going to start producing these things around July 1st. So get your listener requests in by the end of June 2023. And maybe the first thing that you hear when I come back isn't listener requests, but I'll I'll certainly make note when it's a listener request episode, but I'll start creating that content, you know, boots to the ground on July 1st. So June 30th is the deadline to submit a listener request. I'll say again, June 30th is the deadline to submit a listener request. All right, now... Here are the three shows that you're going to be able to make a request for, along with sort of the rules of that show. Ringman, the show that covers the wars of sports entertainment, is now under your control for the listener request episode. The, what you can select is, is pretty straightforward. Any wrestling show that we haven't covered. Now, it has to be available on, be available on the WWE Network or YouTube. Please send the YouTube link if you, you know, pick something that's only available on YouTube. The one caveat is it cannot be an In Your House with Vince McMahon on commentary that we haven't covered for Concrete Man. 
So buried alive and forward, because those were going to cover anyway, and it would be a waste of your request. So, wrestling show on the network or YouTube, send me the link, and none of the in-your-houses with Vince we haven't covered. Now, if it's an in-your-house without Vince on commentary, go for it. Fucking the world is yours. The world is your oyster. All right? So uh, remember, or just think about what you want to request, you know? And I'll take care of it for you. Now, the next show is Junkman, our bad movie review podcast. So what I would say is this. Your request should probably be a bad movie. If you request Citizen Kane, I mean, I can do it. But, you know, it's Citizen Kane. What do you want from me? Um, but, you know, the choice is yours, I suppose. The only caveat is it's got to be available to stream somewhere. Now, it doesn't have to be available for free. All right? If I have to subscribe to some service for a week, whatever, that I don't already have, I'm okay with that. Or if i got to buy it on a, or rent it on a streaming service, that's fine. It's your show. I could spend a little money to please you. Lord knows people have spent plenty of money to please me in my time. But, like, as an example... Uh, coming soon to Junkman, so don't request it, we're going to do Ballistic X vs. Sever, a movie that's, you know, known as, like, the worst movie ever made. And it's not available to stream anywhere. So I had to buy the DVD off Amazon, and I don't like doing that because I don't need DVDs sitting around, and I can only watch them on my PS4 in my fucking room, and I don't like that. I like to be able to watch it on my phone and take notes. So as long as you can stream it, I will review it. All right. Let me know if you know specifically where it's streaming. If you don't, that's fine. I can figure it out. I'm a big boy. All right. Now, mega special announcement. As you know, especially based on Transformers Rise of the Beast being a secret Mega Man movie, all the programs here on the new TNN are named after Mega Man robots. If you don't know what that means, I guess you don't have to worry about it. But we've got a new show coming called Quick Man. Now, Quick Man is going to be a quick show. You know, I'm thinking maybe even like 20 to 25 minutes per episode. But what Quick Man is going to be is a series of comic vignettes. All of them centered around Hulk Hogan versus the ChatGPT Artificial Intelligence. So, what you can do for Quick Man? Let me, and, I'll give, and I've got some examples. All right. So, uh, here after I explain what you can request, uh, I, I'm gonna give you like a really brief episode of what Quick Man would feel like. So, what you can do with Quick Man is send in like three or four requests of what you'd like to hear Hulk Hogan tackle. All right. It could be Hulk Hogan explains uh, the climate issues. Hulk Hogan defends flat earthers. Hulk Hogan goes, you know, attempts to purchase toilet paper with a credit card that keeps getting declined. And I will perform your request as dictated to us from ChatGPT. Now, I want to make one thing very clear. I write my own shtick. Alright, but I've been having so much fun with Hulk Hogan chat GPT promos that I think it's hilarious 
But number one, I want to teach ChatGPT how to be a Hulk Hogan. I really do. But also, also, there are so many. Uh, it, it 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 has a certain style to it, which I think our promos will will show you. And so I want to understand what artificial intelligence understands about the living conundrum that is Hulk Hogan. So send your Hulk Hogan chat GPT request under the quick man banner, and uh, we will go ahead and launch that endeavor when we return. So all that being said, let's, uh, let's do some quick man, and then we're going to get out of here. So up first, ladies and gentlemen, Hulk Hogan talks about Charlotte's Web. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something, brother. Hulk Hogan is here to lay down a law and preach the power of literacy, dude. Today, I want to talk to you about one of the greatest books of all time, brother. Of course, I'm talking about Charlotte's Web. Now, you might be wondering, Hulkster, what's the big deal about a book about a pig and a spider? Well, let me tell you something, dude. This ain't just any ordinary tale. It's a story about friendship, courage, and a triumph of the underdog. And you know, Hulk Hogan loves a good underdog story, dude. You know, in this book, we meet a little pig, a little piggy named Wilberg, who's destined for the dinner table, dude. But thanks to his amazing friendship with a wise and cunning spider named Charlotte, he discovers his true worth and fights for his life. Charlotte, brother, she's not just any spider. She's got the heart of a champion, just like the Hulkster. You know, when I read Charlotte's Web, it reminds me of my own battles in the ring, dude. And just like Wilbur, I faced countless opponents who wanted to tear me down, but I never gave up. And just like Charlotte, I used my sparts and my strength to overcome the odds and come out on top. It's all about believing in yourself, brother, and finding that inner champion. So let me ask you something, Hulkamaniacs. Are you ready to be inspired? Are you ready to embrace the power of reading and stand up for what's right? Because just like Wilbur and Charlotte, we can make a difference in this world, dude. So grab a copy of Charlotte's Web, crack it open, and let the words wash over you like a wave of inspiration, dude. Let the story of friendship and bravery ignite your soul and make you believe that anything is possible. Because when you read, brother, you're not just slipping through pages. You're unlocking the power of your imagination and feeling your dreams. And remember, my Hulkamaniacs, whether you're in the wrestling ring, or in the pages of a book. Never forget to fight for what's right and always stand tall. And just like Hulk Hogan and Charlotte's Web, you too can be a hero in your own story, brother. So what you gonna do when Charlotte's Web and the power of reading run wild on you? Oof. So okay, not too shabby. Hulk Hogan has embraced the power of Charlotte's Web. Web. Sorry. Okay, so here's another example of some of the fun we can have on Quick Man. Let's see what happens when Hulk Hogan seduces Mr. Spock. Ladies and gentlemen, let me set the record straight right here now. Hulk Hogan is all about respect, brother. When it comes to intergalactic beings, 
beans like Mr. Spock. We're talking about a whole different ball game. So let's put the romance on hold and focus on something we can all get behind. Friendship and mutual admiration. Now, Mr. Spock, we know he's one of the most logical and intelligent characters in the galaxy. His Vulcan mind melds and his ability to analyze situations make him a true force to be reckoned with. And you know what, brother? Hulk Hogan respects that. If Hulk Hogan were to meet Mr. Spock, it'd be a meeting of minds, a collision of strength and logic. We'd shake hands, exchange some pleasantries, and discuss the wonders of the universe. Maybe we'd even have a friendly sparring session, testing our physical and mental prowess. But as far as seduction goes, brother, Hulk Hogan knows where the line is drawn. Mr. Spock is a respected member of the Star Trek universe, and Hulk Hogan is all about respect. And we can appreciate and admire each other's qualities without crossing into that romantic territory. So let's keep the focus on camaraderie, brother. Let's celebrate the unique strengths that both Hulk Hogan and Mr. Spock bring to the table. And together, we can conquer any challenge, whether it's in the wrestling ring or on a mission to explore strange new worlds. And remember, my Hulkamaniacs, Let's embrace a spirit of friendship, unity, and respect. Together we can make the galaxy a better place, one leg drop at a time. <laughs> one leg drop at a time, dude. And what you gonna do when Hulk Hogan and Mr. Spock join forces and spread the message of respect and unity across the cosmos? What you gonna do? Oh, yeah! Oof. Alright, so I don't know why they added oh yeah at the end there, as you could tell, but if I, I paused, I was like, wait a minute, that's the Macho Man's catchphrase. So ChatGPT is still learning, but what's this? I love that ChatGPT is intelligent enough to know that a Hulk Hogan would not be down with seducing a Mr. Spock, dude. Whoa, let's put on the brakes, ChatGPT, dude. A Hulk Hogan isn't going to seduce a Mr. Spock, dude. Hulk Hogan, this is Mr. Spock. I find your charms illogical. Seduction is simply a nature of communication. Whoa, Spockster, brother. Uh, I know you come from the Fruity Pants fancy world, dude, in the future, but I'm from the here and now, dude, and I ain't gonna seduce a Mr. Spock. So, yeah. Quick man. Just quick fucking insane wrestling promos that I have to perform based on random stuff. And you can be in on the very forefront selecting the first couple of snippets that we talk about on Quick Man. I think you'll enjoy it. And because I love you so much, uh, in lieu of our Great American Bash 2000 reviews, we're going to end TNN Week Sauce with one more Quick Man promo as Hulk Hogan reviews Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Ladies and gentlemen, they always start with ladies and gentlemen. Hulk Hogan is here to talk about one of the most thrilling adventure films of all times, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Now I've seen my fair share of action-packed movies, brother, but this one takes the excitement to a whole new level. You see, when I watched Temple of Doom, I was on the edge of my seat from start to finish. Indy, played by legendary Harrison Ford, brother. He takes us on a wild ride through ancient temples, treacherous caverns, and heart-pounding chase sequences. It's a non-stop adrenaline rush, dude. And let's not forget about the iconic scene where Indy paddles it out on a rickety bridge. 
so fucking intelligent that they chose the word rickety with a rickety bridge with that villainous Mulram and his henchmen, dude. There's some high-stakes action right there. It's moments like these that remind me of my own battles in the wrestling rings where the crowd's energy is electric and the outcome hangs in the balance. But it's not just action that makes Temple of Doom so memorable. The film's has a great mix of humor, romance, and a dash of supernatural mystery. And of course, who can forget indie sidekicks, Short Round, and the feisty Willie Scott? They bring a whole lot of heart and humor to the story, brother. Now there's one scene that gets people talking, and that's the infamous dinner scene. You know the one where Indy and his companions are served a variety of exotic and, let's say, unconventional dishes. It's a scene that'll make your stomach churn, but hey, it's all part of the adventure, right? So, my Hulkamaniacs, if you haven't seen Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom yet, you're missing out on a heck of a thrill ride. It's got action, it's got humor, and it's got a hero who never backs down from a challenge. Just like in the wrestling ring, Indy shows us that with courage, wit, and a little bit of luck, we can overcome any obstacle that comes our way. So, grab your popcorn, get ready to cheer, and let Temple of Doom transport you to a world of excitement and adventure. Because when Hulk Hogan and Indiana Jones team up, you know it's going to be an unforgettable experience. What you gonna do when Hulk Hogan and Indiana Jones show you what true adventure is all about? And that, ladies and gentlemen, is gonna conclude this very special edition of TNN's Week Sauce. I will miss all of you when I'm on vacation. Maybe. No, I will. But uh, make sure, in that time frame between now and when we come back, check out the robust back catalog of the new TNN podcast. We've recently, we recently, you know, I got together with my legal beagle, the mouth of the South Jimmy Hart, dude, and I cut a deal with those podbean sons of bitches to make sure that every episode was available in the archives, dude. It's all on the feed now. So you just scroll your little fingy down the screen, dude, and you can watch all, you listen to all the episodes we ever produced, including those early ones with the sound and the microphone's really shitty, brother. But uh, enjoy yourselves. Subscribe to the new TNN if you haven't already, for God's sakes. And uh, have fun. Don't you fucking tell me what happens in The Flash. I'm Johnny C. And a winner is you.